Hello, my name is Jim. This is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Each week, I'll be travelling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant-centric. And this week is no different. This week I'm chatting with Marlena Marevic. Uh, Marlena is um, a, a qualified doula these days, um, a vegan uh, for four or five years, I think now, um, and uh, is a big advocate of holistic treatments, herbal remedies, um, and, and ultimately going back to kind of traditional methods to look after our health. So, without further ado, here's a conversation between me and Marlena Morovietz. So, um, veganism. Um, I started with being vegetarian, and that was around eight years ago. Um, the main reason was changing my bad habits and uh, my bad um, eating and um, I was basically getting very ill, you know, um, a lot and um, every winter I used to take various amounts of antibiotics and all sorts of medicines. So I've always suffered with um, sinusitis and all sorts of throat you know, chest infections and things like that. So um, after um, reading a bit more about natural remedies and more natural, healthier lifestyle, I decided to quit all the meat, um, fish, um, and even eggs at that point. So um, I felt a bit better and I started seeing some benefits. And um, a few months after that, uh, one of my colleagues, who is a good friend of mine, um, once at work, um, we were just chatting and she said to me that uh, she's going vegan. And I was uh, very, um, you know, curious about this. And I said, wow, this is uh, sort of, I'm thinking to be the extreme. And how do you do it? So then she explained, and this is quite easy and things, because I said to her that, yeah, I'm still getting a bit ill and I'm still not quite how I want to be. I'm changing my diet, changing my habits. And I decided to give it a go to see how, how it is. And um, once I completely quit dairy, which was, uh, in fact, the worst for me, because that was really making me sick, um, you know, all the inflama- inflammation it causes and... Um, all my illnesses were basically because of that. So um, after a few months, I started feeling um, so much better and I saw really, really the difference um, in my health, in my um, everyday energy levels. Um, I really started seeing the difference uh, in my energy levels, um, how it impacted my work. I felt much better and I could quit all the other medicines and things I used to take and I totally uh, switched to to herbal natural remedies um, which I love and um, now I know what works and what doesn't work for me so I very rarely get ill and if I need to take anything um, I just usually go for my natural things and herbs Um, um, also another thing I I always loved animals I um, I originally come from Poland 
and I grew up in a, a small village where everyone is, you know, quite self-sustainable. So my grandparents used to grow fruit and veg and uh, have a few animals as well, you know, cows and and few chickens for 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 meat and things like that. So this was quite normal, you know, to eat meat. And Poland is really big with eating meat, and um, they don't really. Um, you know, see veganism. Now it's better. Veganism is growing there, but back in those days, no one even heard about anything like that. So, eating meat was very, very natural. But, um, and also um, another thing, um, always being surrounded by animals uh, and thing. I, I never really um, was a big meat eater, if you know uh, what I mean, even though we had all these things and I was always more about fruit and veg and um, even when I used to eat meat, I used to only eat uh, chicken and fish mainly, um, the red meat, especially um, steaks or anything with blood coming out of it, I just would not touch because it was just hor horrific for me. Um, and, you know, I'm slowly, slowly um, changing my lifestyle, even starting to exercise at some point, uh, seeing all the benefits. And um, even um, after a while, my skin has improved, you know, skin, hair, everything. General, you know, the overall looks, let's say, what was, was, that was also beneficial for me, go, going vegan. Um, and then um, I also started um, being more interested in environmental factor and um, I saw a lot of uh, uh, people who are uh, more sort of uh, uh, going more eco and um, people who got into more recycling, reusing, zero waste movement uh, and things like that, which is, which is fascinating as well. And uh, I adapted this sort of lifestyle as well. And uh, I always try to reduce the waste and how to reuse, recycle um, and not buy plastic, not buy unnecessary things, a bit of a minimalism as well. And um, gave up quite a, a lot of old habits, you know, accumulating countless amounts of bags and shoes, um, clothes, you know. So um, I can live without lots of things that before was quite impossible for me. Mm. So, yeah, the whole life was, was pretty much impacted, uh, you know, by veganism and uh, um, changing the approach too many things um, and an outlook and also um, after a while you know um, some of my friends and colleagues uh, have, have noticed that you know I used to be always sick and, and things like that they, they started asking you know oh you look so much better I also lost a bit of weight you know on the way um, quite a lot of people do going vegan because you know once you eat a lot of junk and then you go vegan you lose the unhealthy weight let's say you know, they've noticed and um, they asked me some questions and, you know, I always explain that, you know, it's, it's going vegan and going healthy rather than, you know, eating junk food and, and all the rubbish, let's say. So, and that also um, got, um, you know, the word spread, let's say, and uh, uh, some of my friends decided to give it a go and, um, and some of them love it and never went back, you know, to, to eating meat and and also adapted their lifestyle in a similar way and trying to change change the world a little bit, let's say, by protecting animals and our environment. And how about your 
your family you know when when you you, you mentioned you know coming from that culture of like small holdings animals used as part of the uh, you know the tradition of of food preparation and you know you used what you you had around you the what you grew and and the animals that you looked after was were they quite taken aback by your change of heart did it take a bit of convincing to get on board yes yes it did um uh, some members of my family um, were already a little bit more, um, you know, aware of um, impact, you know, of, of meat and unhealthy eating. So they were very, you know, on board and understanding. But some people um, really didn't understand the, the whole idea of going vegetarian, vegan, not eating, you know, um, meat, dairy, and things like that, which is super traditional for Poland, and uh, there's a lot of meat everywhere, pretty much. Um, but, you know, after a while, especially with uh, my mom, you know, once I um, explained everything, how, how it works, what sort of impact it has, and um, even presenting some nice recipes, and every time I go back, I cook um, a lot of good things, you know, which... You can uh, sort of, um, you can, uh, I don't know, fake it, you know, use some fake meat and stuff like that, you know, Satan and, and good alternatives. Um, and everyone who tries it loves it, you know. So now they are, they are much more open and understanding and they really, really um, support a lot of it. And some of them even ask, you know, could you cook something for us? Because, you know, we cannot cook like that. And there's always some new recipe. And I always incorporate, you know, huge amounts of fruit and veg and everything that's healthy and, and good into the meals. Were you always, um, you know, keen on cooking? Were you, were you always a, a bit of a talented chef in the you know in the kitchen or or would you say going vegan has kind of encouraged that in you mm -hmm. um well when i was very young when i first came to this country you know i was still um 19 you know so um i couldn't cook much you know i always helped my mom with cooking and preparing food but i was not really good at it myself and then, <laughs> you know, um, after a while, um, and especially after going vegetarian and vegan, looking for these good recipes and uh, alternatives to, to meat and uh, how to make food healthier and, and better for us, I really started just Googling, you know, recipes, um, asking my friends, you know, uh, for some recipes. And I always tried, just experimented. The more ex I experimented, the more I loved it and the more... Just, I couldn't get enough of it. I even baked. I had a period of my time when I baked for, for months, you know, every weekend there was a cake. But then it, it's a bit dangerous, you see, um, to eat cake all yeah. the time. Um, yeah, because they always turned out delicious. So um, it was disappearing too fast, you see. Mm, and yeah, just a um, bit of a self-learner and... Um, exploring experimenting you know even though when i um i still try some new recipes that i can sometimes find uh, in my vegan cooking books or, or someone recommends i very often modify them I, I add my personal little touch um or i make something extra on the side to it just to you know make it uh, more interesting and and always um look after good presentation of the food i love when food looks beautiful um 
and try to um, make them very presentable so it tastes even better then <laughs> I don't know about you but I, I always, I'd always find particularly when I'm cooking for uh, my sort of omnivorous friends or family that there's always an extra pressure on it you know you always want to make sure that it's it's incredible so that there is an element of um, you know them them kind of having their um, expectations uh, you know shocked a little bit because their expectations usually that vegan food's not going to be great and so on so I don't know about you do you find the same sort of thing that there's an extra pressure on it Yes, always, always, you know, um, some people just, as, as we know, say the vegans only eat grass <laughs> and lattice and, <laughs> and boring vegetables. Um, and yeah, they are very often surprised. Like I say, sometimes, yeah, it is very hard and I'm trying to impress with making something taste like you want them to, to, to taste it like meat, let's say. Um, but it's not always that. Um, sometimes if it doesn't taste like meat, but it tastes of something different, it, it is even better. And um, um, a lot of my friends are, are usually happy with, with what I cook. I haven't had any complaints yet <laughs> on my family. So that's, that's quite good. Um, yeah, but sometimes it's, it's hard. It is hard. 100%. I'm interested in this bit you mentioned earlier we you know the the sort of the the winter uh, the winter effects the kind of chronic uh, conditions that keep coming back um and you know the, what what was the sort of period of time between you stopping uh eating dairy particularly because you mentioned that, that was a bit of a tipping point and these symptoms kind of disappearing was it a pretty quick transition a very noticeable one or did it take some time um it took a few months i would say maybe 3 three to six months, I would say. Um, I remember first, my first time I got ill after just completely quitting dairy. It was around uh, this autumn wintery period when it just starts to get cold and everyone at work has got runny nose, you know, sore throats, one after another, you know. Um, so then I got it and it was quite bad, but of course I decided to stop you know, take, taking antibiotics. I said to myself, um, I don't want to keep taking antibiotics for the rest of my life. So this is the point where I'm changing my diet and stopping it completely. So that was the time when I really suffered the very first time because I just decided to go with nothing, just natural remedies, you know, something like uh, ginger, lemon, teas, um, uh, echinacea, uh, echinacea tinctures and tablets, which are really, really good. Um, and um, I suffered a lot, and uh, it was a bit long, maybe took, took a week or two to clear. But then next time, after maybe another two or three months, I got some sort of a cold, but it was so much, so much less. Um, the symptoms were milder, and um, I didn't suffer as much. It didn't. It didn't go as bad as it usually went. As it usually went, because usually within a couple of days, two three days, I used to get straight away, you know, sore throat, sinusitis, um, and chest infection. Two three days, I couldn't get out of bed, and this never happened um, after that. You know, one bad, one first first illness that I got after going vegan that was my body just um, in a way um, I think my body was more detoxing still you know and uh, sort of getting rid of um, probably what was still there because that's another that's another part our body detoxes for quite a while as well from all this bad stuff we've been you know eating 
for for many years, right? Because uh, all the meat, as we know, the meat and dairy has so much hormones, antibiotics, even steroids in it, and it is somewhere in our bodies. You know, by the time it clears, it might take even you know a few years for some. So. Yeah. Given that health was such a driver for you in that initial, those first few, um, those first few moves that you made to to switch to veganism, was was there you know a, an emphasis on whole foods, plant based diet particularly, as opposed to you know the perhaps the more processed kind of vegan alternatives, etc. And is that is that something? If that was the case, have you kind of sustained that, or you know generally speaking, do you do you allow a bit more balance in now? Yes, it was much more whole foods balanced, like you say. Um, I just wanted to be as good, as clean. Everything I was buying was organic, you know. I still I still do as much as I can, um, you know. No pesticides, nothing like that. Um, I even went gluten-free for a long, long while, you know, just to avoid anything bad. Um, and uh, it really, really had a good effect, and I've seen so much more improvement and, and difference. And but after a while, of course, um, my diet now is much more balanced. I allow myself, you know, um, alternatives of meat, you know, and sometimes, you know, I even eat junk food, you know, like like others. We we every now and again, it's a it's allowed. It's okay to you know have a pizza. Um, I love vegan burgers, you know, um, hot dogs, things like that. There's so many delicious alternatives um, that just taste so good that it's just hard to um, resist sometimes. Um, and I love sweet stuff too, and I allow myself um, that too. And not glass of wine there or there, you know. There's nothing wrong with that, and especially if there is something to celebrate and there's a nice party that you can provide all the vegan food for friends, and they always love it because the vegan food tend to disappear first, you know, during the parties and, and barbecues, which is a good thing after all. Yeah, of course, much more balanced now. But I, but I still go as healthy as I can, especially during winter when, you know, and during pandemic now, as we know. <laughs> just to stay as healthy as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Have you found yourself, you know, since the, particularly in the last, you know, it was almost a year now with the, with the pandemic, et cetera, has that kind of, you know, in your mind kind of helped you refocus a little bit on the whole foods, plant-based elements and the, you know, m making sure that you've built your immune system, you know, strongly. Um, is that is that something that's sort of entered your mind in this period, you know, given the history of, having these kind of illnesses over winters and so on? Yes, definitely. Hugely. Um, I remember when uh, the lockdown started, um, I was um, I was working up to the, the 20th, you know, um, and um, I remember just before that when all the bad news were coming from around the world and uh, my country has shut the borders much earlier and, and everything else I I went to Neil's yard you know at Covent Garden and uh, because they are, they are amazing they have all the herbs and all the tinctures and all the homeopathy you name it they, they have all the natural remedies so I went there and I, I stocked up really well on the things that I usually use and help me if I get ill or you know or if I get cold so 
I definitely prepared myself before that. Um, but also, yes, um, the diet, again, the food that I cook, um, even upping the, the fruit and veg even more than, um, than normally. And making sure I take supplements as well, because I do, um, the good ones especially, you know, the quite good, good quality ones and the ones that cover our, you know, B12 and especially now vitamin D, um, definitely. Be good to get into this, you know, your, your interest in holistic medicines, herbal remedies, etc. Where did that, you know, that original interest come from? And, you know, how have you grown your knowledge over the course of time? You know, where, what was the, what's the sort of source that you've, you've ended up going to to find out more? Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the beginning um, when I went vegetarian and I reduced the meat. Um, I started to look up more alternative ways, you know, how to cure certain um, Problems, so you know, sinusitis, my sore throat, um, chest infections. So after after reading, you know, as much as I could online, um, I had a couple of old-fashioned books from Poland, you know, about these these sort of natural ways, which is quite um, still quite um, big and quite good and well recognized in in my country, um, especially you know from the place where I come. It's a uh, you know, little village where a lot of natural, holistic, you know, old ladies who were you know, um, using these magical ways uh, to cure your colds and fevers when you were a child. I started uh, reading about this and even asking my mum, you know, what did she use for something when I was a child, when I was ill and, and other things and going back to, you know, these ancestral traditions and um, the ways that they used to do, the, the ways they used to um, incorporate in their lives and special traditions, special methods and special rituals, you know, it's, it's really, really interesting, the, the whole subject of it. And um, I decided to, to try some of those and I also started reading about other countries' um, traditions and uh, the, the remedies they use and the herbs. And I got really, really into it, you know. I bought loads of books about it. I was reading them all. And, uh, of course, I was experimenting on myself, as you can imagine. So <laughs> a lot of things I tried and um, tested, even making my own natural cosmetics and balms and things like that. Um, even homemade soaps at some point, you know, you name it, you know, I tried and, and um, experimented with, with a, lot of, um, a lot of things. But yeah, natural remedies um, is something that I am very passionate about. And um, I have a quite a good knowledge by now. And uh, sometimes some of my friends ask me, oh, what can I take for this? Oh, I just, you know, fell. Uh, I've got this bad knee. Oh, and so I usually say, oh, you can take some arnica and put some nice arnica cream on it or um, some, I don't know, some other things sometimes. Um, but yeah, this is, this is something that um, definitely has helped me and has cured my um, illnesses, if you can call it, my alignments that I had. Um, and I think... Um, 
that we, in a way, um, should really um, even talk about talk about things like that a bit more and um, going back to these traditions because they they worked in the past. You know, people didn't have as many medicines like now, and of course, medicines are amazing because they help with many things, and the medicine is is just brilliant now. But some of them, as you know, antibiotics, they cure one thing, but they destroy so much stuff in our bodies at the same time, and our gut is not good for the gut, and and things like that. So, as much as we can, you know, and of course, if we don't have any underlying health conditions that, of course, sometimes cannot, herbs cannot be used with those if someone is already on certain medication for something. That's another thing to always look at, too. And always ask the doctor or, or special naturopath or, or herbal um, remedy um, people, people who dispense those, those, those stuff and prescribe. It's always good to, to contact them and, um, and confirm if, if we are okay to use it. Like I said, I was self-experimenting on myself and, um, and, uh, and I just know what works for me. And sometimes I, I can also good, uh, give good advice and, um, and help, but of course um, everything should really be consulted with the doctor. If we if we go for advices, uh, I'm interested in that like disconnect between you know the traditional ways and sort of modern living. You know the, this the idea of you know the, the, your childhood with that that small those that kind of those small holdings, growing your own fruit and veg, etc. Remedies that were passed down from generations and so on. What what do you think has driven this? Um, I guess like a desire to medicate everything chemically, you know, because I, I, I do, I do see it sort of in, you know, t- typical Western culture in, in 2020, 2021, we're, um, seem obsessed with chemically medicating things. Um, and like you say, there are many, many use cases where that's the right thing to do and so on. And, um, but it it does it does appear overkill. What do you think is sort of driving that? Is it you know purely a profit motive from you know large pharmaceuticals or you know what, what where do you, where do you think it comes from? Um, I think the more pressure you know and more I don't know people trying to get a quick fix, as you know. Um, People trying to quickly heal something that sometimes needs longer, needs more time. So there, we have pharmaceutical constants who produce drugs who are amazing. They 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 quickly fix the problem. They can even um, there are even brain enhancing drugs and super duper things that really help people with how they perform and things like that. Um, Yes, it's it's brilliant, but in a way, yes, people make loads of money on it, on those quick fixes, but we also forget how important those natural ways and, and remedies are. And sometimes this quick fix can help, but it also can damage some other parts, you know, of, of your body or of your system because there is always some side effect and every drug, even paracetamol comes with the leaflet of side effects uh, that it could cause. Mm. 
So yeah, I do think the pharmaceutical concerns, they do earn a lot and they, they have brilliant marketing. They have um, brilliant um, you know, distributors who always you know, go to places and try to sell as much as they can, of course where maybe some of these traditional natural remedies don't have that. And um, maybe because you can't make as much money on it, maybe because it's, it's just cheap growing these herbs and doesn't bring so much profit. Based on your experience of you know, holistic medicines, herbal treatments, etc., you know, and particularly given the time we're in uh, and you know, people really focusing in on their their kind of health, their wellness, their immune systems, etc. What kind of things would you recommend that people look at as potential supplements or, or indeed remedies uh, to support their wellness at this particularly uh, critical time? Okay, I would definitely recommend um, various antioxidants, sources of vitamin C, sources of vitamin D, and I would recommend something that I personally use for myself. And it's uh, great to build and strengthen your immune system. Um, it's um, something like a little treatment for maybe a week or two. And this always works for me. And this is very safe for many people. Um, and... It works for everyone who, who I recommended it to. It's echinacea. It's a beautiful plant that has so many amazing properties and it can really strengthen our immune system. Um, it's antiviral, antibacterial. Um, and I usually buy a tincture, which means the, the plant uh, is concentrated in the... Um, in the alcohol and um, it's very potent and powerful so you only need about small um, teaspoon of it in a small glass of water you can also mix it with the juice because it does have a bit of a strong you know taste and um, drink this every day for a week or two and that really really helps to build your immune system stronger and um helps to fight all the cold and flu symptoms. Um, when I sometimes feel a bit fluish, you know, there are days when, oh, you wake up and feel a bit of a runny nose, maybe a bit of a sore throat, you feel like, hmm, there might be something coming. I always go for a big little, you know, not little big, for, for a little shot of echinacea. So I usually take a small glass of water, add a, a, a teaspoon of that, and, and drink it. Um, I also like to, um, to have ginger lemon uh, teas. So um, this is very popular as well um, with, with um, times where we suffer um, sore throat and colds and flus. Um, I usually make um, a ginger in the way of juicing it. I have a, a cold press juicer at home, which is which is quite amazing. So I am a big fan of ginger shots. You know, I, I take them in the morning and um, 
it's a really good start of the day and really energizes you. It gives you a nice kick, but it's amazing for our immune system and it always, you know, um, works again. It's antiviral, antibacterial, um, and really, really helps. So lemon ginger, you know, you could even, if you don't like a, a strong, big uh, dose of ginger, make a, a tea, just slice, uh, you know, a little bit of ginger, or you can grate it. Um, with maybe a bit of lemon, you can squeeze some lemon juice or a couple of slices of lemon in a in a cup or a little pot. Add some hot water um, and just sip this through the day. It really really helps. And um, I know there are people who like ginger and don't like ginger. So for maybe for people who don't like ginger, um, cinnamon and clove. Um, aniseed uh, a tea would be great as well that also has lots of antiviral antibacterial uh, properties um, and I sometimes do this uh, let's say a hot toddy uh, style tea I would uh, put uh, you know cinnamon sticks aniseed um, sometimes even cardamom a few cloves um, and I would usually slice orange with that um, and again hot water if you like it sweet um, you can add vegan honey or um, agave syrup, something to sweeten, whichever favorite sweetener um, it is, uh, you may add to that. And the same with, with um, lemon and ginger tea. Mm, you can add something sweet to make it more pleasant. Um, people usually drink this honey lemon ginger tea you know so um, if you have vegan honey which there is a few good alternatives now um, you can add that and this is brilliant um, but again going back to fruit and veg um, all the sources of vitamin C vitamin D um, antioxidants all the various you know f uh, berries uh, they all brilliant antioxidants um, they are great for smoothies for for desserts for um, all sorts of um, even toppings on your porridge and uh, um, things like that they are they are brilliant you know, vitamin C in so many beautiful citrus fruit, but as well um, peppers and many veg. You know, a spinach is fantastic for us. It has so many, so many uh, beautiful nutrients. Um, vitamin D, uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms are full of vitamin D. So um, I know a lot of vegans. Um, usually incorporate mushrooms into their diets uh, because in some way it does have this uh, rich um, meat-like texture or, or even the flavor um, and there are some amazing um, uh, mushrooms um, you can buy um, some dried mushrooms and I usually buy them in the um, in Italian shop or sometimes even in the Polish shop um, we use the wild forest mushrooms they are beautiful and they are so um, so good for us and they have a more rich flavor so adding them to your soups or stews um, or even to your pastas works and they really really improve the taste and are full of goodness yeah and I forgot one yeah um, all the green leafy vegetables I mentioned spinach but all the green leafy vegetables they are so good for us you know they are full of um, nutrients you know you have calcium in them you even have vitamin C in them um, you have iron in them you have just you name it they, they have so much and they are so good for us um, 
and um, I am a big fan of all fruit and veg um, I don't dislike any um, you know and I really really um, like to change things around so it's not just are you eating spinach the whole week or you're eating uh, I don't know uh, parsnips the, the whole week you know try people should experiment you know try and incorporate different veggies to different um, various dishes and um yeah, just try and use as much as they can, you know, in their meals. Yeah, and herbs and uh, various spices, you know, that's so amazing. You know, once you start experimenting with those and adding them to your meals, um, you can really, really change um, the, the flavor, the, the, the texture, the variety. It's just beautiful, beautiful. And we should use them. They're such a great gift from our nature um, and growing them is so easy you can have them on your windowsill in a little pot um, or even grow them at home they they grow indoors too and you can just pick them up whenever you know a little bit of parsley or I have fr I even have fresh oregano the basil mint um, little home herb patch what an incredible uh, selection there Marlena I'm, I'm just bowled over with the with the knowledge and and I think the thing that really kind of strikes me uh, when you're talking there about you know all these amazing things that sort of uh, exist within within the natural world is just that you know nature provides I suppose ultimately that we uh, go to great pains to synthesize what often exists within our within our surrounds or at least within the wider natural world so thank you so much for for sharing yeah nature provides provides us with with everything really and um you know um there are things like um a lot of people is uh, starting to recognize those more people just call them weeds and um you know have you seen dandelion before than dandelion leaves um, they grow anywhere and everywhere but dandelion is just so nutritious for us you know um, it's it's got similar nutrition uh, nutritional uh, values as uh, as spinach and uh, all the green leafy vegetables um, I um, once attended um, a two-day uh, food immersion um, uh, presented and organized by a wild food cafe i don't know if you heard about them they they are um uh, they are in london they, they, they had two restaurants unfortunately they had to shut them because of pandemics but the the founders and the owners are, are friends of mine they are fantastic and they they know so much and i learned from them too so i attended the the, the workshop of, of vegan cooking and how to use um more nutritious and natural uh, foods in your in your diet and I, I learned about dandelion from them and I you know uh, we were making dandelion smoothies to use them instead of your greens they are fantastic and they taste just as good as you know as good as spinach you know and it's so so good for us and this you can find for free somewhere in the fields you know of course it has to be away from the roads and from places that are exposed to pollution so don't pick up any dandelion near the main road somewhere where cars are <laughs> just in case you know you are one day in in a beautiful nature somewhere in the fields you can pick up uh, dandelion leaves and use them for your smoothies you can make a pesto out of it um, and use them in, in many ways really and this and the same with nettles 
Um, we can use nettles. We can just, um, to de-sting them, we can just pour a bit of hot water on them and they won't sting anymore. And I, I had a nettle smoothie too and I had nettle pesto, which was just so good. And this is super nutritious food and it's just natural. Um, and that is forgotten. People just think it's, it's weeds and no one cares about this. Um, even in, in Poland, we make this. Um, one of my um, aunties, she always gifts this to me when I go. She makes um, um, a, a, like a syrup type um, um, a remedy that um, is used for colds and, and sore throats and, and chest infections. It's made of dandelion flowers. Um, they are they are yellow fluffy fl flowers so they basically collect them and they put loads of um, sugar on them and then it's sort of they macerate them and um, it really um, transfers all the properties and all the flavor and all the goodness onto this syrup and they make the remedy out of it you see um, and this has been done for many many generations now and it's one of these natural remedies um, that I now go back to as well and um, you can add a, a big spoon of that to your tea or hot water um, or use it as a sweetener because it is quite sweet mm, but it has this very nice flavor it even tastes a little bit like honey so um, yeah one of my uh, friends who who have a vegan restaurant um, in Poland they even produce their own and they call it um, a vegan a vegan honey based on, on on the dandelion flowers which is quite amazing yeah there's just so many things that's awesome Marlena we've we've come to the end of our time we're on a about three quarters of an hour now we've been having a chat it's been lovely wow um, but yeah. yeah it's been it's like I say it's truly in, it's sort of a, an inspiring wake up call I think to, to chat to you about um, about kind of all, all things natural and uh, and sort of whether it be remedies or, or just you know how to how to get more variety into our foods and uh, it's definitely reminded me of a trip to I think Wild Food Cafe is the one in Neil's yard right is that the yes. one? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I remember going there. That so it must have. Well, obviously it was over a year ago, uh, pre-pandemic, and um, having the same feeling as this conversation. Actually, thinking this is an incredible way to eat, and this is how I need to, you know, I need to incorporate more of this into my into my diet. So, love that. Thank you so much. No, oh, thank you.